Welcome to Spaghetti Launchers, a world-building podcast where we throw spaghetti at the wall and it's up to you what sticks. Each episode, we go in-depth on an element of fictional worlds, breaking it down and developing unique examples live on the fly to give you ideas you can copy, steal, or be inspired by. Whether you're a writer, a GM, or an all-around nerd goblin... Nerd goblin. Just looking to indulge your imagination, we've got you covered. I'm Kyle. I'm Ethan. On this episode, we'll be discussing forests. Interestingly enough, I actually... Like, I, I don't... I like the woods, uh-huh. but I hate rainforest jungles. Like anytime I've had to go hiking through them, like I don't do that well with the humidity and all that other stuff. Like other forests are fine. Like yeah. hiking trails, Adirondack, that that's great. But yeah. rainforests are not my jam I was, at all. I was in a rainforest country this week, as you know, and it was humid as hell. Yeah. Everywhere you go. Yeah. It's awful. And we're unhappy. And, and when you, no, no, I was bad. I was happy. It was fine. Um, but the mosquitoes that's like the danger that's yeah. the big so, one yeah but yeah, anyway so forests could be rainforest could be jungles could be uh like arctic forests could be temperate forests could be the everglades i don't if know if you wanted to get liberal with your definition even think of uh, the region of cappadocia in turkey what? oh okay i i've never heard of cappadocia yeah. but it sounds uh, and, and this is my ignorance it sounds like a made-up region oh, from yeah, like uh like from Shrek. Oh, yeah, it's totally Lord not. Farquaad is, uh, reigns over Cappadocia. Yeah, no, it's totally real. Okay. Um, and it is a region in Turkey that has lots of, um, it's famous for its natural caves, which are all in these stone pillars that sort of grow up out of the ground. Um, That's and so cool. you could have like a stone forest too. Well, there's also that, um, and the region in China, too. Yeah, the is one very that, similar. Uh, please see our Topography in the Natural Worlds episode for an explanation of that, where I attempted to pronounce the National Park Forest that's in China that was the inspiration for uh, James Cameron in Avatar. Correct. But forests. So when we, when we were trying to kind of set ourselves for this episode, the, it started with the prompting question of what would happen if you had a world with no forests? And really, it's... We it's hard for us to imagine just because our world has so is so forest dense, but it's not that hard to imagine. You know, like you would have to account what 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 does a forest give us in our world? A forest oxygen. gives us oxygen. Yeah. It also as a Wood. region hosts is one of the largest hosts of biodiversity mm-hmm. on on the planet. And then all of the abundant natural resources. So as long as you find a way to account for those elements they don't have to necessarily be locked into a forest but you would need to have well you don't need to totally you don't need anything no you don't need anything but that's what i'm saying if you wanted to think through what it would look like so let's say yeah you gotta like if you didn't have if you didn't have wood what would you to the degree from a forest what would you build houses out of would you how would you dig them into caves would you would you have fires would you would you have fires? That's a great question. I don't I, know. I think that might be the the most fundamental question of no forest is. Well, you, you could still have plants. It's not to say that there that's aren't a good plants question. in the world. We like, aren't. Yeah, like you we have are, desert plants out in the woods and and tumbleweeds and but all those things. Those but are you, presu- those are presumably very light on the amount of wood involved. True, because most plants and like like they're going to be water, or it's just going to be like cells that just like they don't have the the burning power that wood does right so like yeah it's not the same and especially for heat to get truly hot you need a lot of wood yeah and so like you it would be very limiting because then what would you do presumably you don't have you would want to go okay well then we'll use coal or use like some uh, like other substance that we might be burning in in our world 
But then the question becomes, how do you get hot enough to even set any of those on fire? How do you get anything to catch fire? You need you need to have that source of fire or not mm. at all because like you have to come with an alternate something way. equivalent. How do you how do you work metal if you can't get if you can't get heat? Yeah, to work the metal. Right. If you say, for example, you know, you live in a great plain, and so there's lots of grass. Yes, but it's not the same degree of wood. You would like grass burns much much faster than yeah. wood. So even if you were to dry it out, it would not get to the same level yeah. immediately okay and so, so like that's what we say when we're when we're thinking about forests it's 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 so much the scale of the thing uh, it's the scale of the resource right and and the availability of it yeah i can't get my head off of what i'm already on which is the metal working yeah how do you work metal if you if you don't have wood because you need the wood to, to build the, the fire to build the fire yeah so now i'm thinking well also just if you don't have wood period house fires anything mm-hmm. like houses what are you building houses out of and so then mud potentially stone potentially but again these are all things like we have used wood so fundamentally everyone always asks the questions about how the ancient romans built these incredible stone structures it's well they made frames out of wood and they made pulleys and cranes out of wood that was the lighter and more easily manipulable material i mean fuck for fuck's sake boats were yeah. all made out of like the truck are you gonna float on yeah, and now they're made out of metal, and you know how you make that metal yeah. shape? Yeah. Wood. Well, probably coal at this point, yeah. but uh, but we're assu- and, and so are we assuming in this world that you're talking about where we're trying to figure out what is the state of magic in this world? That's where I'm, what I'm getting at is what is the state – because what is the state – like society isn't going to – civilization isn't going to be able to flourish if you, if you can't have the heat that you're going to get off of burning wood. Mm-hmm. So then you're going to – I'm guessing – so say you have like a, a civilization that's incredibly primitive and it's it keeps failing. Mm. Like nothing like there's nothing happening. Then you have one guy, very Percy Jackson like or not Percy Jackson, <laughs> uh Perseus. Perseus uh, um, taking fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh Perseus, uh, you know, the myth of he goes yeah. and takes the fire from the gods. Uh you've got sorry, that's Perseus, right? No, it's not. Who's it? who is it that, that, that stole fire from the gods? I swear oh to God, God, it's Perseus. It's not Perseus. No, Perseus is the one that killed the Medusa. Prometheus? Prometheus. Got it. Thank you. Uh, Prometheus. Stealing yeah. fire from the gods. Okay. Yes. Now we have all learned something. So Prometheus is stealing fire no, from the I gods. I think everyone else already knew that. I feel pretty confident it was only us I that think, couldn't I remember think... that. <laughs> there are a lot of Greek myths, and they're hard to keep track of. <laughs> okay. So you've got Prometheus-esque figure. Right who maybe steals fire from the gods. You could go that route. So you, mm-hmm. could, you could just use the Prometheus myth as the jumping off point for this entire concept. But I'm thinking, say, somebody's born with an innate magic for fire. Mm-hmm. So they are able to generate fire. And they're able to generate fire at a heat that they can, say, heat metal, mm-hmm. and they can create embers to create mm-hmm. actual fire that's long-sustaining. Mm-hmm. Then you just get like a in like an emperor-level power quickly like this person becomes a god they are just they they can run the world because yeah. the, everyone needs them to generate the heat to to survive to cook because it's not a gift in that state it's a in that at that point it's like you're it's just you're creating a dependency yeah yeah like you could a dependency because it's like because it is so incredible and so new so then you just have a cycle go down go down that route of everyone's depending on this one person what what happens when they die then they have like almost like the eternal flame in rome mm-hmm. that was like mm-hmm. a flame that was that the 
the the Vestal Virgins mm-hmm. like had to just keep running at all times. So yeah. it, it ran for hundreds of years at a time. This one fire was not out. You have that, but it's like a hotter fire, and it's to keep the civilization running, period. Hmm. Not just a ceremonial thing. I if like this that. fire goes out because the Prometheus figure died already, yeah. it's like it's on the civilization, but please nobody fuck up. Right. We don't have wood. We don't know. We can't keep anything. And they don't know they don't have wood. They don't understand the concept of wood. They just know they have to keep the fire going. B- because it's, they know there's there's no other way to start fire at this point. That they know of. That but they know of. But then it's the journey of self-discovery as they figure it out. And I'm imagining a world, again, in our topography episode, I, I floated, pun intended, the idea of an ocean of fire where you lit a, there's a naturally occurring gas main that catches on fire and you could theoretically have a world that doesn't have wood but does is very rich in natural gas and you just have fire pits all over the place that's cool and then you could have it work that way alternatively you could also be on again it has implications but you could have a volcanic world where because what what is fire i mean fire is just plasma right it's it's what, what what it gives us is heat and light and so if you find other ways to recreate heat and light in the absence of wood, which allows for the sustainability of fire, you could have fire, you know, from gas burning. You could have a lava world like a Mustafar from Star Wars, where you just the same way that we just think lava. about irrigation. That's kind of cool. All right. Some noodles. You kind of think about how would you irrigate in the same way that we would channel the flow of water rivers to irrigate. How would you channel fields. the fire to provide heat? And yeah. A source how would you of, how would you of... irrigate lava to feed into everyone's house so that they have a constant source of heat running through it? That's cool. No, but, that, but, but uh, that's but, a really fucking cool idea of everyone's irrigated, like a tiny bit of lava. Imagine how you do irrigation now and just absolutely. swap out water for lava for or lava for, for like the natural gas that is being flowed yeah. to you know, whatever it's going to be. And yeah. I swear to God, this is an episode about forests. We are not just doing an episode about lava. No, because it's the point. Because it is the, it is the, the it's implication. It's what happens yeah. when forests don't exist. Yes. Is that you got to think of ways to recreate this. And that is what make, can make a world feel so alien, yeah. but so familiar at the same time. Yeah, because it's like you need the re- the re- um, the relatability right. of why why would they have this? And it's because they don't have, they need the heat to make sure that they don't freeze, to make sure that they can uh, heat water, which I'm assuming they have water. And I, I, I would prefer us not to go down this, this same exact uh, rabbit hole for how does forests provide water? Because I, <laughs> I do want to go on a slightly different, in a slightly different bowl of noodles. Uh, but the implications of what happens when you lose the forests, what do you still need? And what do, what do we as humans need uh, that we could get out of forests? And it's, that's just from a basic hierarchy of needs question that's just basic humanity we haven't even touched on the potential theoretical implications of it like so i'm imagining a mad max world you know my name is max my world is fire and blood right like and it's just deserts everywhere not a forest in sight except for that one place we always have this idea of druids and nature magic as being very plant and animal focused and, and very kind of green-themed, wood, brown. What would a druid look like in a world with no forest? That that whole archetype is is very... Suddenly appears very differently. And I think has great... Again, it's a way to, to take something old and make it feel fresh very easily, just with one simple removal. 
Yeah. When I, um, I have a couple thoughts in my head is basically the, does the world become desert? Maybe, maybe not. As you said, there's plants are still a thing in this scenario, mm-hmm. but not, so you're not at desert level, but then look at a desert yeah. and look at its natural habitat. Look right. at its, cause I'm thinking about the forest provides a lot of cover and a lot of ecosystem mm-hmm. for animals that you might see a druid hanging out with right. deer, rabbits, foxes, something like stuff woodland like that. Critters. Woodland critters are really uh, iconic yeah. for a druid type figure. Much like you could put a druid in a rainforest and it's a druid who's just like tropical birds and frogs all the time. Mm-hmm. You could put a druid in a desert and scorpion druids. scorpions and vultures and camels. Snakes. So imagine if there's no forest, there's probably very few small critters. It's probably a lot of like the small critters are going to be hiding very much, like very effectively. And I think evolution is going to get you to that point. And you might mm. have large apex style predators that roam these lands because they, uh, I, I, I don't know why I'm thinking that way, but I am. I'm thinking of like, um, I, we've talked about the Stormlight Archives or Brandon Sanderson before, but they have like these chitinous uh, beasts that roam mm. this land that they're all in mm-hmm. that are like, massive and really dangerous and you like they'll kill you they just like straight up will kill you and they're like down in these crevices of these plateaus and you like everyone goes above the like from plateau to plateau because you you don't want to be in the crevices where all these chitinous creatures are right and there's not really any mention of any smaller critters there Hmm. so i'm I'm, I'm kind of imagining that type of scenario we have just like a large beast of some kind that is that is a, a consistent threat on this land just roaming around because there isn't any smaller trees for sm- there's uh, there aren't trees for smaller critters to really hide in. Hmm. I'm implying there's not a whole lot of other nature, and that's probably false. But that's where my mind's, my mind's going. No, and it's interesting because it makes me think a little bit differently about um, in these regions what what would birds look like, right? You know, I mean there are <clears throat> there are so many different types of birds that live in forests would we see that same would we see glow i mean if you remove an entire ecosystem mm-hmm. would you see the same level of biodiversity particularly no. one where there is that is such a source of biodiversity already right because it is so naturally rich in life sustaining resources oxygen water plant yeah food etc cetera, etc cetera, right i mean the the real world answer is absolutely not. You would yeah. not have anywhere close to that biodiversity. That's the whole, that's climate change. But this is world building. So you could just say you you achieve that level of biodiversity elsewhere somehow mm-hmm. and uh, wash over all the, just hand wave all the, the biology of it because who cares? It's world building. And then you got to deal with, you got to figure out the consequences that are not. It's interesting to think too about the world the role that forests play in our own culture and society, right? You know, when we think of paradise, paradise, you know, it's the Garden of Eden is is one of the most famous. Interesting, because my mind immediately went to like tropical island. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because that's what I think of as as paradise, because I feel like it became the more like commercialized paradise. Totally. But you're right, like the biblical paradise is garden of eden is the garden of eden and if you you know he he bringeth me and he taketh me to lie down in green pastures right everything is very plant oriented which makes sense because in 
the ancient world where where humanity sparked it was in these river deltas where plants and and rivers and life would flow you know and, and these heavily wooded forested areas would that change would that be different in a world i mean you could have a world where paradise you know if you live in a desert world where paradise is is it's a consistent it's a forever cool evening sky mm. Right. That yeah. kind of cultural difference. Right. Or yeah. maybe even the opposite, where it's a desert world where you are heading to the promised oasis. Yeah. And that's what's waiting for you in the great beyond. It, yeah. it changes. I mean, there are so many things that we have built into. And if I'm, I'm using a garden as basically a small controlled forest as, as a metaphor. Yeah. But it's it's if you scale it down to that level, it could still work just in the same way that if you suddenly expanded the idea of a forest and made a world heavily forested you know we think the forest moon of endor from from star wars from return of the jedi yeah that was a moon full of tiny little critters that evolved completely differently and and they were the i think they were pretty much all that was there were there bigger creatures i don't recall i don't know i don't think so i don't know they didn't show any yeah you know we always say the forest is alive but what if the forest was actually alive what if it yeah. was actually living? You, you, so it's Ents. So it's Ents. Yeah. The entire forest is just Ents. Yeah. Every forest is Ents. Every single forest is Every ants. tree is an Ent. They are the most populous, you know, what is this, what is the statistic of like, it's a hundred million ants to every person on the planet. Oh. What would it be if you had a forested planet where every single tree was an Ent, was a living being? Yeah. Which, which, and this is not to say that trees in our world are not living beings, but imagining they had consciousness and, yeah, and they were, thoughts they and were feelings sentient. and opinions. Sentience. Yeah. Thank you. That was the word I was searching for. <laughs> so now I'm thinking in terms of like, all right, so every tree is an ant. And like the ants will be asleep for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And then what if the world keeps changing and they like fuck up like trade and like settlements because they just move? And Elvis and they're like, well, shit, our, we hunted in this forest that's no longer there. All of the meat's gone. Our city, our, our settlement was built on the edge of this wood. And that's we woke really up funny. one day and, and we saw them heading down the road because they're moving real slow. Uh, but, but they're still they're still a good mile away from where they were. And they're moving. And yeah. we're like, oh, no. And you can't convince them otherwise. They're moving because they're moving because the settlement's now annoying them. Yeah. So it's like this delicate balance of... You have to not anger the ants so that they're willing that. to stay put, but you kind of want to take advantage of them as a resource. What would that settlement even look like, though? Because if the trees were living, it sort of brings you back into a similar environment that we were talking about earlier of if the if there were no forest, because you maybe couldn't farm wood in the same way that you would otherwise. So yeah, what would you be- do for how like is that just mass murder? What would but, you, what would your houses look like? I mean, shit. What would you make paper out of? But you also, what if you did try to just harvest wood normally, and you just have well, Isengard you, fell pretty quick. Yeah, but also, what if if the forest is separated enough, and that was because the Ents were were told that all right. So this becomes a good political question: is hmm. you do it, and it's you make sure your enemies don't know you you tore down a force because your enemies might go tell other ents what you did. And then those ents turn on you. Yeah. So you have to do it in secret to be like, we secret, like the ents themselves are too asleep and too 
distracted to notice that we've we've cut them down and then you remove any sign of it you, you just hide the body you're like you remove the stump you put new new dirt over yeah, you're like, yeah. nothing happened here but we took the wood right and they wake I, up and the fuck did sally go i guess sally found it like just moved it to another just force. wandered off yeah any wood that you have you have to have it secretly and you don't want you, you would never bring it out in public right so it's like um, that's kind of cool so if you're like 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 a local uh lord or something has how people have like the illegal animal trade exotic yeah. animals it's like the illegal wood trade. I love of that. You have like wood products that you have to like hide in like a basement dungeon because if people found out about it, they could use it as leverage against you because they could tell the Ents and the Ents would fuck over your town. It gives a lot of power to the word sawdust. <laughs> yeah. Like if you think about it, if you think about it, it's suddenly, it's just a much more insidious word that has much stronger like, implications. It, it, it'd right? be such like, an interesting curse. Yeah. Be like, uh... You Ooh, know? a curse. I love that. Yeah. Like, you know, like it'd be like such an ill wish of like, or is it an ill wish? Or is it more of like, it's sacrilege? I think it's sacrilege. So like. Maybe to... more of an insult. No, like because. You saw du- like you saw Duster. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm having a hard time framing it in my head. Yeah. But the implications of that phrasing is, is interesting. Yeah. And, I, I, and I'm not sure where to go. That might, that bowl might be empty. I'm not sure where to go with that, with the sawdust in particular. Yeah, oh, it, was yeah, just the, that, it was just that word. Yeah. The word suddenly good. stuck out to me. Yeah. Which, as, which is fun. And especially because it's like when you're world building, one of the hardest things to do is to think about how it affects the language and like yeah. both phrasing and terms, insults, curses, all that. It's really hard to do to have it feel a part of the world yeah and so you know think about what like most of our curses come from you know old christian weirdness Mm -hmm. so if if the forest circuit scene you know to tear down a forest is sacrilegious then obviously that would be yeah it would play into the curses completely um so like yeah but you wouldn't have paper no you wouldn't yeah what would you build your house out of stone i guess potentially but if if the forests are big enough you would would you just build into the trees that i mean like that's what we always see it's that trope oh, of interesting. of like lothlorien and, and lord of the rings where the it's that trope with elves where everything is just built into the trees and shit that's what it looked like on endor was all the all the ewoks lived in, in oh, these okay. epic tree houses but now it's you live in the trees but it's you have to maintain the relationship with the ent you have to make sure the ent is happy with you the ent wants you to live on him right or her uh, these are non-gendered trees, maybe. Correct. I don't know. On it. On it. You have to. You have to make sure that they're happy. Sure. Well, you also. I imagine you probably keep woodpeckers from pecking at it. You know, like you. You keep yeah. it, it trimmed they up. They all, and, they all and, have their specific preferences. You, yeah. You, you trim them like, like like they want. Yeah. You you can't be like too like you can't make too many adjustments to their like to their person. Like you can't fuck with like. It's a great clan identity mechanism. Yeah. Right where you've got every clan is so influenced by the by the the personality of the tree that their family or group has made their home in. Yeah, that you've got some people that are, and and, and it can vary from tree to tree. You know, maybe the people that live in the giant willow are much more flexible and hippie like, and then the people yeah. that live in the oak are a bit more rigid and and unmoving. It's, yeah, it's easy, but it's fun. Yeah, I, I imagine the people who live in like a pine tree are just very uh, mischievous and then like love to be pranksters because yeah. they're like they're like hiding in there. Yeah. Um, well, and then all right, so uh, back, that's cool. Back, that's fun. I like that. Back to the idea of wood. If they die, if the ants can die naturally, assuming they can, then would that wood would be 
um, up for grabs. It would just be so wood product would just be really rare. Yeah, and or at least legal wood products would be very right. rare. And it would be like a like a, a great honor to have some of that wood. That's if really the ends were like we, and it be, maybe it's only the people who. Okay, so you build a relationship with with a tree, with a, with an end. If you, when that end dies, you would get first dibs on mm-hmm. the wood harvested from their from their remains, and then you would take that to a new tree, and you would build more into that tree. Oh, I love that. That's really cool. Or that's really great. Or maybe you build a permanent settlement. And it's a of way that. of preserving lineage somehow. But so, what if it's over time, you have some people who are per- in a permanent settlement now because their aunt died. And so they have settled. Because they, they're they, allowed to now. Because, they, yeah, they, they're allowed to now and they have the wood. Now they can clear, they can they can irrigate, they can farm, they can... They can do that be, and everybody else is still living in the trees until their, their aunt dies of natural causes. And both are seen as good. Like no one is nothing is seen as better or worse because they really don't want to make it seem like, Oh, you should just, you should probably try to see if you can get your, your end to accidentally die. Yeah. Like you, you should try to give them some sort of rot so that right. they will die. It's just like a natural progression thing. So then you have these two settlements divided and maybe the tension does arise. I don't know. You can do whatever you want. You could, but that, that transition phase would be so interesting. I'm immediately taken to thinking about the way that, people in game of thrones talked about dragons you know the idea that a dragon never dies of old age it just gets older and older and bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger yeah and so you could have this really interesting socioeconomic diversity because you know if you had a tree let's say that died as a sapling then yes you had a permanent residence but it's very small it's it's literally just a village or, enough for, or for a couple dozen people or it's so small you you don't even make a settlement you just say you, you, you just to, join the next tree next to you or something, yeah right? and you just bring like like a little bit of wood uh as like and then you and, and you maybe build it into that tree so yeah. you, so it's almost like you need to keep doing this long enough to to accrue enough and maybe that's part of it is you keep going until you like because like you say they're aging so if, if you have one tree and it lives for for ages and then, yeah. and then your family cuts it down or then you, you move to a settlement you're good but some people will say we, we want a little bit more right and so you, you get another uh end yeah and and, and and you invest and so you you bring the wood that you already have but you're, you're saving up more wood and right and once you make the transition you can't go back no not at all so you're just you're stuck it's like a it's a that's uh, so cool like this is the checkpoint right whenever it dies you, you can either keep going or you can bail like right and it's up to you it's up to your clan and you you can decide what you want and then but the, even then then the onus is on you to negotiate with a nearby or passing end like what are you going to do with them and then i do love the idea of there being this gigantic massive tree that takes like one step every year it's that big uh-huh and that's the city, right? Like, because it is so big, it can support so many thousands and hundreds and thousands of people that it's just gigantic. It's, it's Discworld-like. Yeah, exactly. But, all right, here's a, here's, a, here's a twist on that. That same tree, it has nothing on it. It has always refused anybody. Oh. As, is that why it lives so long? That's why it's living so long. Yeah. Because it doesn't have the weight. 
and it, it's at the point where it's like i know i'm dying soon and i'm i'm happy to give away like i do want to give away my wood i don't want to go to waste right so then it's they're picking who's gonna who they're gonna give that they're like who they're gonna let live in them and so it's That's like great. it's like the trope of like the the competition yeah. uh, show me what you got <laughs> <laughs> if we, or like like the king is like come and like uh, I will have a tournament, and whoever wins shall win. Inherit the land. Yeah, or some, some, something to that effect. But, yeah. And like, and you could spin like, what would an ent do? To, how do you win an ent's favor? I don't know. I don't know. Somehow, uh, but that can be like the impetus for a story is your. And so, like, say you're um, running a RPG campaign. Right. That's like a great quest for the party. Is saying you are a party who's trying to win this one ent's favor. Everyone's trying to win this one ent's favor. You need to you need to figure out what's gonna like what is gonna work for him, and then it's the, the, like that's just an open ended campaign with, with a specific goal that you can go any direction. Like because there, maybe there's two trees that are like both very clearly second in line, and you're a bunch of mercenaries, and you've been hired by the head of one tree to sabotage the other tree or to you make your case for you, and you've got to figure out how to do that, how to learn the tree, and then you. And and it, you can see just even from that, there's this whole world. Maybe not everyone can communicate with the ends, but those that do, you know, you call them tree speakers or something. And hmm. um, interesting, you, you've got it, it. Just kind of flows very yeah. easily. Yeah, it's like whoever um, the people who who, who um, drank that water that uh, Pippin or Mary drank. Oh, they yeah. can speak Entish. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That exactly that kind of thing. And what if there was a way. Sort of like the Black Panther ritual where, you know, you were in, you crushed up some sacred seed or plant and you drank in. That's what gave you the ability to speak with with the end. Yeah. Or something. And, and, and the whole society just immediately flows from there. And that is a world where the forest not only is alive, but also populated. But what if I, I love I always love, you know, kind of Miyazaki uh, levels of spirit worlds and i love the forest as a spirit world mm-hmm. one that's almost inhabitable versus completely habitable like this one right like where you have an entire forest that is so governed only by nature something completely foreign to us that you cannot enter it and to how would you stop that how would you then find that balance if you cannot enter it if it is almost like annihilation that that book and, and the movie where they enter into this forest and everything is warped, very Feywildish, mm-hmm. and everything is sort of uncanny and threatening. And how you know if you had this, yeah, this unhabitable or inhabitable environment that was growing and growing and growing and growing yeah. because forests do you know are, are self sustaining in that way, right? Yeah. Like, and theoretically, if all you would need is a slight temperature change. To have them start to start growing or or you can just say maybe there was a solstice or, or a planet's aligned and then suddenly a, the spirit world opened up and the forest started growing because of the spirit energy. And how would you how would you work with with that? Because it's not just protecting your it's not just like killing the forest. You're you're at risk of starting a, a potential dimensional war. Yeah. Well, so. So if it's a spirit world. Do your spirits, assuming you have spirits, can they go there? Can you hear me when I'm talking like this? I, I didn't hear you. If it's a spirit world. Yeah. When you die, it's kind of where you go. 
Because no, I'm imagining it more of like just a separate dimension, like okay. one that kind of just like like a, like a like, parallel like, dimension or like a, just a parallel dimension. Yeah, where it's like it's our world, but everything is like one degree off. Yeah. Okay. So, and so everything is a little scarier and also a lot cuter. This is a struggle I always have with any anything that is like the bordering dimensions or bordering planes is mm-hmm. it's it's so magical you can just do fucking whatever yeah. for the explanation and for the solution to the problem yeah you know we recently in our D campaign had um you guys went to another you went to the shadow in the shadow realm shadow fell shadow fell whatever um i'm done with D anyway so i don't give a shit um <laughs> you, you guys went to another dimension and part of it of me was like i don't really know how they're getting back because the magic of it is fucking complicated and right. also intentionally blurred yeah so i just kind of like you know was like we'll figure it out halfway through i don't it know. worked out well it worked out well but it was like i didn't have a plotted explanation for how you were getting back i know you were getting in i didn't know you were getting back but th- that's my way of saying it, it is hard to come up with an explanation and content around these planar conflicts that doesn't feel too rote hmm in my experience. Yeah, yeah. That being said, I like the idea of so taking your concept of the spirit world. I don't want in my mind, I, I'm going to twist it. I'm 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 sending the spaghetti back to the kitchen for, oh. for a different sauce. OK. Which is to say, I don't want it to be a like a demented fucked up forest. OK. I want it to be a regular forest. OK. But it's a forest that is growing okay. because the spirit world is like a pleasant forest. It's like a normal forest. Sure. But it's just, but so now it's just all of a sudden the forest just coming closer. It's just growing into us. And then all of a sudden you just have like trees wrecking the foundation of your house because all of a sudden a tree just sprouted up in the middle of it. And you're like, what, what the if fuck ends you? were really fast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they're, but they're not like, these aren't living trees. No, no, no. They're, no, they're just like, they're just trees that are just all of a sudden like the forest just moving closer and closer and closer. And you right. know, th- these are the spirit trees because there's like something about them. You're like, they're could be spiritual or something. And so you know they that. glitter. They glitter. Yeah. Yeah. All that glitters is gold. Um, So you know that they are from the spirit world or the spirit realm or whatever. But then you're just like, well, what do you do? And then you just have like a constant migration almost. Uh, Or do you try to chop them down? And then and then you have the conflict. I don't know. It's fun. It's it's I think if it's benevolent. I could very spirits. Yeah. Or, Or the forest. The forest itself. Okay. And and the spirits were seen as sort of like a a good a a well recognized good. I could see it very easily becoming almost like a Calvinist approach of like, oh, a tree grew through my house and not oh, yours. I'm clearly blessed. That's a good. I, I okay. So this is this is the direction I, I I love. I love. I will take that spaghetti, chef. Please, I love that <laughs> spaghetti. Um, because I think because I think that that's that's the sauce I was missing. Is I don't know how to how to make interesting but that's so cool of like yeah it is like it's they're happy that it's coming to right them. like fuck yeah like we're spiritually blessed like they love us look at us look at what we did when in reality it's completely random it has nothing to do with anything but that's what humans do is, are you watching ted lasso right now i am it's zava yes uh in, in, in season three it's just like spoiler every, alert yeah every, spoiler it's ted lasso it's not like it's not big of a spoiler uh but like the soccer player who everyone's like oh my god he's the best soccer player of all time yeah like 
if he touches you, you freak the fuck Absolutely. out. But it's he has no idea who you are. Right. Doesn't give two shits. Yep. Is so self absorbed and just like a like a wackadoodle. Yep. Uh, but completely insane. And if, but it and melts like a them. force of nature unto himself. Right. Yeah. And and a brilliant character addition and so bonkers. Yep. But it's that concept of like people that have no idea they can't comprehend it, but they are they are perceiving this as a blessing. But then say you have one guy who's Jamie Tart. Who is like, these trees are fucking up our houses. Why are you guys so happy about is it? Is no one else listening? I just built this house and now it's ruined by this stupid fucking spirit. But world. I still have a fucking mortgage. This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So like like the complications it would create would be kind of fun. That is Especially really funny. if you have that like it, – it's funny for like a comedy almost of like if you're writing like a, like a fantasy comedy. Which of, side note, that needs to be a genre in and of itself. Like yeah. I, I – Well, I, I, Terry I'm Pratchett all, was fantasy comedy. He was. I, I, and I'm not denying – but I'm saying I would love to see a – I would love to see a sitcom set in a fantasy world. Um, I, I just think that – like if we can I do the like dark, the heavy, the political – and I think there's Disenchanted on Netflix. I haven't watched yeah, it. I watched one episode, didn't love it. I didn't love it either. Gallivant but was also, I don't know it was similar. It, it was musical comedy and it was more like Schmigadoon. Mi- medieval. Yeah, Schmigadoon's, I guess. Schmigadoon's sort of like that. Yeah. But Gallivant was like properly like a knight in Kingsbury. It, it was more like, you could argue that Holy Grail was oh, yeah, sort was. of like a workplace well, comedy set in a fantasy well, world. Pr- Princess Bride. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I would a, just like to see more of that. Is yeah, is, like is, high fantasy. Like just go to Hobbiton in New Zealand and just start shooting a fucking sitcom. Why didn't right. they do that? Why didn't they film a sitcom when know. the set was done this and just what, say, this is "What I'm saying, this is the Green Dragon." Uh, like it's Cheers set in the Green Dragon saying. with a bunch of fucking hobbits. That's what I'm saying. That's all I want. Oh my god! It's it, not that the hard. set's already there. Right. New Zealand, right. get the That's fuck on it. TVNZ, what are you doing? I, it's uh, fucking up. A lot. I'm angry now. I know. I know. All right. Back we to either what... just gained a sponsor or lost a sponsor. I'm not sure which. TV and Z? But back to the comedy <laughs> element of I love the it like uh it is just a funny like comedic idea of the, the conflict of everybody going gaga over the fact that the spirit world is choosing them, even though they're like, This is a huge inconvenience, everybody, and it's not good. Yeah. It could be like you, you could even say so so if the if the tree enters your house you slowly, if you live in there, you kind of become more ethereal and eventually mm. get kind of like, you're taken to the spirit world and people view that as a positive and some people view it as a negative. It's like, I don't want to die. Right. That's basically They death. think it's death. Yeah, they're like, that's death. And then some of them are like, no, but it's like... It, it, it's so, a blessing. It's, it's, it's divine favor. It's... It's it's any real world cult where people are convinced that if they die, they'll go to heaven. Right. So it's So they'll do, they'll be like, yeah, okay, then I'm good to die. Right. Right now. Versus and, other people are like, please, please come home. Like, yeah, it's people been are a like, really long time. Yeah, or like, you know, I, I want to live to the end, and then if I, if if I'm if I'm going to the spirit world at that point, great, I'll come back to this forest when I'm ready to die. Right. But for right now, I'm not ready to die, so then I've got to move, and the spirit world just keeps kind of moving and taking over the whole world, and then it's like an existential threat because th- there's not this spirit forest everywhere, and you're like, but I don't, I, I want to still live, and now what do you do? It's why. Um... Was that zombie movie starring Will Smith? I am Legend. I am Legend. Thank you. They're making a sequel. Not anyway. starring Will Smith, I don't think, but they're making a anyway, sequel. Anyway, well, what I'm about to say is going to explain why I think that's a terrible idea, because in the movie, this was com- this idea was completely trashed, but in the original graphic novel, spoiler alert, 
um, what event, what Will, what Will Smith, the main character, eventually discovered was that the zombies had actually formed their own society, and then he was the monster that they told their <laughs> kids about at night. Oh my god, that's genius! And so. I love that idea of, like, it's not good, it's not bad, it's just change. So, yes, the spirit forest is growing and growing and growing, and then you have these people who think it's this big existential crisis, which to them it understandably is, but they're, oh, fuck, what do we do? We have to get it back to normal. It's like, no, 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 normal's already changed. Yeah, there is it, no normal. There is no normal. You, like, you are now the weird society that their kids prank each other, like, haze each other by running in and out of. Yeah, that the spirit kids are are telling myths and nightmare stories, bedtime stories about you know, right? Like, yeah, I I love that switch of like it's not good, it's not bad, it's just change. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I might be the end of that bowl. Yeah, I think that that bowl's end. Okay, dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> I love if we're talking about a forest. You know, there's always that myth you know in harry potter it's it's the dark forest it's yeah. over the forest and through the you know all the the grimm's fairy tales happen in the forest where all these unknowable and and mysterious things live yeah but for us it could be again lean in more to that the forest is an example of like the ideal state like the garden of eden kind of idea that we were yeah. talking with before where the forest is a safe haven yeah and you are protected by all the creatures and all the life there. And because it's such a source of life, it's a great way to think through if you had, like, I I could very much see it being a place where if you're doing a story where aliens are invading or shit, even if there's like an extra dimensional invasion or something like that, right? Like a forest would actually be a really good place for humanity to go and hide. And to thrive it's a, it's and natural for, cover in a canopy. It's a natural cover in a canopy. It you could set it on fire, it is danger that way, but there's also such an abundant source of life that you could survive there for much longer. And so this idea of humans becoming forest dwellers after generations of conflict with a with an invading force. Yeah. Because these for like, you know, the, these gigantic pine forests, like up in the in the I think they're in the Arctic, like they're thousands of miles long. Yeah. And so you could hide there for a long ass time. Yeah, it's pretty easy to, to yeah. just, I mean, and it's hard to live off that land. So then you have a small population too. Right. So it's basically, you get into much, a much more uh, vicious dog eat dog kind of world of, yeah. I can't provide for other people. You know, there was a, there's a book I read um, that was really interesting called Beyond Civilization. Hmm. It was a short book. But it was basically about the concept of like we've evolved our uh, the societal unit over time from yeah. family to tribe to clan to country to you know whatever and, yeah and, and we're at this like civilizational level. What's the next step in that evolution of how of the how do humans humans congregate? My instinct humans... is to say what goes up must come down exactly and so i'm thinking like in this context of like well what's the next evolution is probably a devolution of you you realize you have too many people you can't especially when there's an alien force whatever you're like all right you go back to the forest you abandon the notion of fealty to anybody that isn't your family or your immediate small tribe you have to go to a smaller unit because it's the only way to survive in a tiny forest in the middle of you know at the edge of the world 
because there isn't a lot of resources, especially like in the Arctic example. Right. But in any example, like you look at indigenous tribes that still live in like, you know, pretty uh, like hard to access elements of any rainforest. Right. They are small because, well, a lot of it's, uh, you know, medicine like, and like some of the things that we have in, in you know, like the Western world. But it's also just because to live off that land is so it's hard. Re- it's resource heavy. Right and difficult you just can't go too big because then all, all of a sudden you can't do it i'm weirdly thinking now about peter pan and the lost boys mm-hmm. and just this crew of ragtag kids that was small by nature but that they were the ones that made their living not made their living <laughs> they found a way to survive and thrive mm-hmm. in the forests of neverland and but it was this small very tight-knit crew yeah and you could tell almost an Oliver Twist story in, in the same environment. Like in, if you want to tell, if you want to flip storytelling settings, but tell similar stories, a forest is a great analogy for a city. Mm-hmm. And so you could tell an Oliver Twist story of him going of, of maybe there's this one lone Keebler elf, that, you know, yeah. just gets kicked out. And then he finds Fagin and, and, and the rest of these boys. And he has to go and learn and how to live and thrive because there is just this teeming of life happening there. The same way that there is, you know, it's like the the concrete jungle type thing, right? What if it were just a jungle? I'm going to go the inverse and say, you make it a much more dark and grim version where it is, um, exclusionary. It's, um, any post-apocalyptic zombie content where it's, they're shooting people who try to enter the forest. Hmm. We will take no refugees. You are not allowed in. Yeah. They're murdering. They will kill in scores every single, like humans who try to access this forest because like, no, the forest cannot take any more of you. Right. We will prevent overpopulation of the forest and the use of its resources for anyone but ourselves. Right. We don't care how many people we have to kill. And and they just have, I love that. they just have I trenches dug yeah. for miles. Just say, this is, like, you know, because people, you look at, like, The Walking Dead is literally just every season of that show was, and so much of the, of the comics were, were just, here's a settlement, it's defended, they'll kill everybody who tries to get anywhere near the settlement. Yeah. End of story. Um, and just do that over and over again. But it was always a settlement that was human, like, humans in a city-type environment. Well, it was never, they have claimed an entire forest, and the forest is their settlement, and it's not that they've like built structures in the, in the middle of the forest. It's just that the forest itself is the settlement in this yeah. scenario, and so they have to protect the whole forest, which is hard. Right. But they, but they've like they've figured out exactly the number of people that they can take. So if if, if refugees show up and they've recently lost people, they'll let them in. Otherwise, they'll just sh- they'll just shoot you. They'll kill you. And all they just say is over and over again, the forest knows. And because this could be post-apocalyptic in like 2024. You know, this could be right now where humans would know. You preparing we, for something, Kyle? Maybe. <laughs> Did I get a job at the CDC and I learned about something? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I don't know shit. Um, but like, because you could do it as like as like a near future post apocalyptic thing. Where I it's think like, that's really cool. Where, where we know, like, we, we all know that the forest wouldn't be able to reta- retain it, and then you just move into that. Because I'm really thinking of like the just like the darkest sides of humanity of like the last of us, the the walking dead of like humans are just like, yeah, we don't even need our, like our logic is just survival. Fuck yeah. you. We don't give a shit. We're sociopathic now. Like yeah. we'll kill anybody 
empathy. They just set up Blair Witch style traps and to confuse and fuck with people. And oh my god, that's hilarious! Though, if you just convince people that the forest is haunted, yeah, maybe that's what you do. Like, uh, you, you could take it, but you could do both. But like, or maybe it's like if they get, well, it's like, or maybe there are different enough. settlements within, and it depends on like, do you come in on the north side? Well, that's the Blair Witch side versus the the east side. Well, they just fucking mow you down. Yeah. They just poison dart frog arrow your shit to death. Like and they just have like landmines planted all over the place. Yeah, they created like like a DMZ style. Yeah, because maybe th- maybe that's part of it. Is over time, okay. Some extra noodles on that is they have they have, it is a post apocalyptic world. Yeah, near future, they they went to an army base. They raided. Mm-hmm. They, they, they took fuck tons of landmines. And they and they put landmines all around the forest, like on the like, so they they insulated themselves physically. Right. And now they're fucked because they can't leave the forest, and they and they, and then the story is they have to get out of the forest for whatever reason. Like the forest is actually, like like a rot spread, and, yeah. the, and the trees are dying, and they're and they're losing the ecosystem, so they need to move. Yeah. But they're now surrounded by landmines. And they're like, that's great. Fuck, that's how do we dark get? as fuck. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I went so dark with forest. That's on there brilliant. Of just like, no, but that's great because what I because it's it's not just your typical setting. Then suddenly, like you're uh, you're your own worst enemy. Yeah, and you could even have it be it's a, it's an old trope where like you know you'd have a society that had lived in the forest for so long not realizing that the apocalyptic war was over and society oh, on the outside had actually yeah. sort of rebuilt itself by oh then. my god that's genius and it's like the you know it's sort of like the the m night Shyamalan, the village where it, it, it gets kind of at that um it kind of could it could be a violent thing it could not be but it could get you to that point where you've got almost robin hood and, and his and you know the band of merry men where it's like you can choose you can choose to go back and live in civilization or you can choose to live in the chaos of the woods on your own you like with nature yeah and then it's it's the choice of of society finding refining its balance after this apocalyptic war well i i love what you said about like they might not be aware that society's returned to normal and so they now people have gotten like have learned don't approach that forest it's haunted yeah or, like it's it, like some crazy people live in there who will just kill you and so they're like all right well then we won't tell them that it, we're good now that right. things are back to normal like or that, or that we have like reset of civilization we've got like irrigation we have agriculture we have electricity again like things are moving okay we're getting like we're getting back to a state of being that you all liked before or maybe they're just so angry they don't want to tell them. Yeah. And then you have... I could see that being much more... Pl- like, I feel like if it were, oh, we can't tell them, well, you could find some way. You could do a, a you know, a message in a bottle or so. You could find some way. But I like a the carrier idea... Carrier pigeon or something. Carrier pigeon or something, right? Like, I like the idea of them being angry. Yeah. And then being like, you killed a lot of us and you wouldn't help us. So now we're not going to help you. Here is... Uh a second serving of spaghetti on that is I like what you said about the message in the bottle. They send messages. They like launch messages into there. Like, Hey, civilization's back. We fixed the problem. Whatever it is like, and and a believable story they're telling. And like, and they show up and it, and they like, when they like come to deliver it, they are delivering it with the means that they would have, they're using like technology that should be destroyed. Yeah. Whatever. So it looks, you're like, Oh, Maybe they're right. And oh, people in the forest who are like, 
these guys used to like be our rivals. We used to murder them, but like it's been so long. Maybe we got to go. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe we fall. We're, we're running out of water, running out of food, whatever. Right. And so they, it might be time. so they go through the arduous process of undo the landmines uh, and they go out and, and they go out to, to meet them. And it was a trap. Civil- civilization is not back. Fuck. They murder all of them. Ugh. And then they, they've now cleared a path for the yep. landmines. So they go in and clear out the encampment. The rest of it. Yeah. Just out of spite, out of rage, out of... Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's so twisted. But, but it only works if they left them alone for a long time. So they just yeah. stopped coming. Yeah. And Five, they, 10, 15 years. Long enough for those people to be like, maybe they found resources somewhere else. Yeah. So well, they stopped coming to us. Why would they come to us now? Yeah. If this, if this was a lie, like we haven't had any conflict with them for a long time. So then they believe it. Yeah. No, they just became more desperate in the meantime. And they came, we came up with a plan. You, you protecting yourself to this level made them think that there was something. And and that could also be the tragedy of it, right? Is that maybe combine the two ideas, the the woods are starting to crumble and you are running out of food and you are running out of water. Yeah. But you've protected it for so well for so long that the outside people think that, oh, they must have tons in there. Yeah. And then so they, against their better judgment, commit this mass murder, this massacre, this genocide. Yeah. And there is nothing. Yeah, it was just for nothing. It was for nothing. Okay. Yet another idea on this one. I've got a lot of dark ideas on this. And it all is predicated on the fact that I think having it be like they trap themselves with the landmines. Yeah. I think that's really important. I'm thinking of like a chicken clock story. Hmm. Middle of the night, lightning strikes one of the trees. You have a fire on your hands. One of the dead ends. Oh, is it? No, no, <laughs> no. no, no but dead, why not? Come on. Yeah, yeah it could be. It, it yeah. could be anything. But so there's now a fire in this forest, and they don't have the means to put it out. And they're also they live in the forest, and they can't get out of the forest because there's all the landmines. Oh, land and the and the fire is going further and further. And you have like this. Um, it's almost like, like, like a 24-style story yeah. where it's uh, every hour is being accounted for in this in, in, in an emergency. And how do you break through the landmines? How many, like, and you've got, you see how people react under pressure. So you have like yeah. the, the, the leader who's freaking out and he's willing to sacrifice people. He's like throwing bodies. Yeah. Like he's pu- he pushes like, 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 like a... Maybe just, the like, one guy that knew where all of them were hidden was killed in the lightning strike he was on the tree or they've they've been planted for so long no one knows no one just knows they just forgot they've just kind of forgotten at this point or it's just and it's it's dark so it's so hard to tell anyway yeah so he just like pushes an old man into the like into the landmines just to be like he'll like he'll he'll set off some and that'll be good we'll we'll start clearing a path and then everybody turns on him and it's like what the fuck and and then they push him out there too. and then you have like this crisis of like confidence and everybody's turning on them and you get lord of the flies yeah uh that's self-induced because they put the landmines up and so now they've just got these explosions and they have the fire going and then you can also see at the edge of the clearing where there's another forest or or not another forest but like at the edge of this clearing they see there's a river yeah they see people start to come yeah and it's their old rivals yeah who are just watching Oh, I love that. And, and it's and I I have this very clear image in my head of the finding ways to create the illusion of of time passing and time is passing because it is, right? Like as the fire and maybe it's the fire grows, but they're only making steps in progress. Yeah. And so you'd think, "Oh, by now they will have made it a third of the way or halfway, but no, they're only 10 feet farther." Yeah. 
and that's the only path they've been able to find safe right like yeah. it's it's and and that sense of desperation and it brings us what you're talking about the sense of desperation that comes from the fire spreading brings us completely full circle to the original idea of how do you keep fire going in a world <laughs> without wood and suddenly what if there's too much wood and then there's fire you can't fucking control yeah and we have officially come full circle <laughs> all right well then i guess we have to end uh all right well uh what stuck for you um the 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 moving ent tree cities yeah. thing. I'm kind of obsessed with that. Me too. And and the idea of I, I both of them are equally good. The idea of the massive ent city or the or the lonely ent that has no one living on it. I think they're both equally evocative like they're both like they both kind of give me chills a little bit for completely different reasons, right? Like one is a gigantic tree that's an entire fucking city. The other one is um, just this incredibly giant, lonely thing. And I, I, I think those are just really – yeah. I'm obsessed with those. Yeah, I mean, the thing that stuck for me is also that. It's the – I specifically like the one where it's the tree that, that hasn't accepted anybody. Yeah. I like that idea a little bit more than I like the, the city tree. But I think I, I think just generally the the, the people living in, in the Ents thing is, is really cool. I think that's fun. Yeah. I also – and slightly now obsessed with this final idea of the of the trapped by the landmines and the and the fire forest fire and i might toy around with the idea of that one and see if i can maybe write that down and get something going on it because yeah. I, I i think that's fun and i yeah. think fun to me in that it's so dark yeah that it's like it's bleak as shit yeah. and it will always be bleak as shit and that's kind of fun to me i like when it's like you know what you're getting into right. like and it, there isn't a left turn to darkness it's yeah. dark from the beginning yeah I think that the end is is the end all be all here. Yeah, I think that I think far and away that is that is that was the best meatball we made. That was the best bowl of pasta we we made. But I will say, like for other small dishes, like I'm still kind of obsessed with the idea of a druid in Mad Mad Max's world. Like just kind of imagining what that would be. Yeah. <laughs> like I think that's fucked up and really fun. Yeah, and you know, imagining that world without forest but just what would what would a desert druid like right like it that's just so it's such a different vibe from what we normally think of them as yeah it's just really fun to play with all right well that's what's stuck for us let us know what's stuck for you thanks for listening goodbye <laughs>